Hi, this is Dr. Taylor Hartman. We're back talking about the color code and how it impacts our lives and how we can live our best lives. And I'm on with my friend and co-host, Kathy Larson. Good morning. Nice to hear your voice, as always. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. It's, it's kind of fun. We've actually talked about the reds and the blues, and they're the heavyweights. And that means mm-hmm. simply they like to spend their life controlling others. They want things mm-hmm. the way they think they ought to be. Now we get to talk about the whites and then next week the yellows. And uh, this one today is one of my most favorite ones because for several reasons. Number one, I happen to like whites. I just think they're very um, interesting and uh, misunderstood terribly mostly because they don't talk so much, right? But also, if you look at any other model of personality, they miss whites by a mile, every single one of them. They just don't get whites, and that's because they don't go to motive, right? So they don't understand the motive. And I've been working with so many different kinds of um, relationships that are white lately, and it's intriguing to see, uh, to help people understand below the surface what makes whites do what they do. Like, why do they act the way they act? So we're going to have fun today, I think. We are. I have a question that popped up as you were talking. Yeah. Why do you think, what do you think is interpreted from those other, the other um, uh, applications of personality identification of strengths? What it, when you say they never get this, this white core motive, what, it, what are they looking at? What do they think? How do yeah. they interpret it? It's off. What they end up doing is blending colors. So they'll put like blue and white and red together. And they'll make that be the white. And it is ironic that whites are the only color that if you take the personality profile, Hartman personality profile, they're the only ones that can actually have an equal score across the board or within three of each other. And that makes them a white core personality, right? But Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean just because their behaviors are similar to other colors that that's what drives them. They are very different and unique that way. So what I feel, Kat, is that many of these other um, instruments, they don't give whites their their true due. They don't give them what they really deserve, which is their own entity. Um, and, and, and what you'll find today is when you really understand what makes them tick, it explains what they do much more effectively than the other instruments. So powerful, not so powerful. And as we're talking today, I mean, the, the, the red motive of power and the blue motive of intimacy and and when you were talking about the power, you know, these power personalities, it yes. is so easy to uh, start, I don't know if the word judging is right, but it's so easy to go, you know, especially in our world, like raise the eyebrow, like really peace? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. what does that get you? So I'm really glad that we're going to, um, that we're going to start, you know, kind of peeling back the layers on white today, because you're right. Of, of all of the personality colors, of all the colors, whites have changed my life the most. Well, that's an interesting statement. So tell me why. I'm intrigued by that. Because they make me work. They've made me work hard. And once uh, I... On yourself? On myself, because I, I, I would realize that, you know, when somebody wasn't responding at the level of energy that yes, I... Yes, right. Air quotes that I expected them to... <laughs> <laughs> You know, then I got all judgy, yeah. right? And then I'm like, you know, well, and then, I, you know, it's, it's just very interesting. And you stop and go, well, what's going on? Yeah. And why am I uncomfortable with this lack of response <laughs> energy. or energy? Yeah, well, it's yeah. it's funny because one of my favorite lines for whites is I always say, are you happy? And they'll say yes. 
And I'll say, well, why don't you tell your face? Because they are fine. <laughs> they're just great. They are. But you know, when, when a white says they're fine, it's legit. When any other color says they're fine, it's not true. There's always more meat behind it. But whites truly can be just fine. <laughs> just leave me alone. I'm good. And right, it's also funny. Right. I like what you said about um, the reds and the blues, this intensity about them. So I yeah. still remember a time a red friend of mine told me that as a yellow, he said, don't you think yellows are just immature reds? So the idea was that the judgment of once you get healthy, then you'll be like me. <laughs> and, I, and I think that happens for whites. I think whites are kind of misunderstood and therefore dismissed, especially when you talk about the motive of peace. Um, it's ironic. I talk about how um, India shifted dramatically with Gandhi and Gandhi's message. And he was not a white personality, but his message was we will passive resistance and the power of what he was able to do was significant. And I think of, of, you know, people say to me, well, why do you use these colors? And I use the colors because they represent the earth, wind, fire and water and water is the white. And if there's anything I know that describes a white best, it's water. Like you watch how they simply go very passively around and over rocks and under bridges and, and then they can be quiet, like, like a lake, totally peaceful. And then they can be raging, like so they, an undercurrent can pull you under. So that, to me, it's a great message of what whites are really all about. Yeah, I love that. Well, so define peace, Taylor, because I think, I think every, every motive, power, intimacy, peace is really important to define it. You know, it is accurately. for me. I have to keep, yeah, accurately instead of like what we think it is or, or this blending of, of, you know, people have told us what peace means. Yes. What do you mean when, when you assigned it? Well, and, uh, and just to add to that, I like the fact that if somebody is a certain personality, they know what that means better than any other color. Like a blue yes. knows what intimacy means better than any other color does. So if you want to learn, you go to the blue and say, teach me about that, right? Well, the yeah. same is true of whites. They really understand what it means to be without conflict. And that's what peace is. It is truly at one with oneself. I am okay with life. I am satisfied. And satisfied is the satisfied. only word that fits whites. No other color uh, is driven by that. So a satisfaction, satisfied. an acceptance, a tolerance of life. And it, it's, it's almost like but the Buddhist that is a, a way of life. That's how whites navigate their lives. There's a kindness and a gentleness, but an inner drive. They have this inner core that motivates them, not in competitive nature with others, but within themselves to become better or grow or whatever it is they choose to do. On the other hand, they can be so stubborn and so unwilling to yield that it's almost hard to believe. Like I'd rather fight with a red any day over a white, any day. Because white won't fight me. They just say nothing. Uh, so I can't really fight with that, right? So whites don't engage in that inner, you know, interaction the way the other colors do by any means. So that's what peace yeah. means. Okay, that's, that, that's great. So we have this, you know, now we're heading into when it gets really, I mean, it's very interesting to look at um, um, getting yourself, like, so your process is getting yourself first. We've talked about this. Right. It's so important to remember. Because, you know, we, we tend to go, oh, oh, I'm a yellow. Here's my strengths. Here's my limitations. Yeah, got myself. Yep. But when you're talking about motive and when you're talking about 
really getting yourself and your truth. I'd like you just to talk a little bit about what color do you think does that, um, as we're talking about whites, what color has has the easiest time getting their strengths and limitations and getting themselves? Well, every color has assets that bring that to them and they have liabilities as well. Um, It's interesting, by the way, the comment you just made, they just did a research um, study on people knowing their strengths and one third of the people um, do not recognize their strengths. They do not see them. And of all the colors, whites are the ones most likely to say to me, what are my assets? When I compare myself to other people, I don't feel that I have those assets. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you really don't know who you are and what you are and the power that you carry. So I I think every color has their strengths and limitations. I would say yellows are more likely to see their strengths and reds are more likely to see their strengths. Whereas reds and, I mean, sorry, blues and whites, they're more likely to see their limitations by nature. That's really good. That's really good. So when I present, I'll present like, and I will literally, just because I know it's going to come back to me, haunt me. I'll give exactly the same amount of energy and examples to the negatives for each color. And every single time, blues will say, you talk more about the negative for the blue. (laughs) I I have the evidence here. It did not happen. Well, it sure felt like that. I think you need to rethink that. (laughs) All right. All right. I love that. You know, and a white white wouldn't say it. They may think it, but they wouldn't say it because it would be unkind. And it's... You know, I, I think that the, the gift that whites have that is so powerful is a sense of kindness. They, they're not necessarily compassionate at all. Blues are very compassionate, but whites are kind. And kindness comes with, it's an intellectual process, not an emotional process. And that's the beauty of one of the great strengths that whites have is that kindness piece. And by the way, that is also what yeah. they require of you. So if you're going to engage them, and you're not kind, like give them a negative blue lecture or an angry red response um, or a yellow dismissal, mocking, that Mm -hmm. turns a white off. They will not respond to you. They won't give you carte blanche to their heart. So you have to understand that if you're going to deal with a white and you're not kind, it will come back to haunt you. So When you say say it turns, hold on a second, when you say it turns them off, is that like an overwhelm for a white? Is that what you're talking about? It can be an overwhelm. It will. Okay. It can be an overwhelm, which is a big thing for white struggle with. But it could also be a decision. Like I will show you that is not acceptable to me. Like they can be very um, driven oh. not to give you power because the way you're doing it is painful to them and unacceptable. I give you an example. It's a great. I love this story. This red um, woman who's a doctor, very successful, wonderful human being. Uh, she's got this white child that just will not eat his food, will not do it. And, I, and they'll do anything they can to get him to function properly. But she does it in a red way. Like last week, I said to her, just let him be. It doesn't matter. He'll eat when he wants to eat. Don't force it on him. And she goes, well, then I feel like I'm a derelict mother. I said, that's about you. That's not about him. So just remember that if you're going to make it about you at his expense, he will not play. So she goes, well, what, what are you talking about? What should I do? I said, feed him the food like you're doing everybody else. But when you engage him, only be kind. And only one time. If you say something, say it once and let it go. No more. So she fed them beef stroganoff. And he had a plate and he was sitting alone at the table. He's always the last one to finish, even though he doesn't eat much ever. 
And she walked by and he was eating the noodles, but not the meat on top. And she goes, uh-huh. you know what? That meat's better when it's warm, bud. And that's all she said. Not, didn't say anything else like, I'm so sick and tired of you not eating your food. And what's wrong with you? And I'm, I worked hard over the stove for this for you and that kind of stuff, right? right? She right. said, Taylor, I could not believe this. I looked over there and he finished everything on his plate, everything. And she goes, I have never realized how unkind I have been because I was oh. so, so frustrated with his behavior. So she's starting to realize that by moving that direction, she's kind of like what you were saying. She didn't get the energy back or the response that she was expecting. And she got from the other kids, right? So her frustration was in making her even more unkind in the process. So, Well, because it always equals they don't care. Right. What you're saying is they do care. Well said. In fact, they care so much that they will actually shoot themselves in the foot to make a point. They will do that. In the book, when I write about that young man that was in a um, class and his teachers and his parents were on him all the time for doing his homework or not doing his homework, right? So they all met to discuss him and they agreed that they won't bug him. He would do his homework and he would show them the parents and he would turn it in. So because he was so irritated, they were working against him. He did every Mm -hmm. stitch of homework, showed his parents, never turned it in. (laughs) So the parents and the teachers were at war because the parents were saying, I saw it. I know he did it. The teacher's saying, I never got it. And they're saying, are you being unfair to my son? I saw what he did. (laughs) And so he loved sitting back and watching them fight over this. (laughs) It was just, even though it sabotaged him, he was like, no, (laughs) I'm not turning. Yeah, exactly. No, no, that's exactly right. So, so um, I want to remember um, for, for me and everybody, Reds and blues live to control, and then whites and yellows live to not be controlled. Correct. So that's a piece of this that that you're talking about. Yes, and what's fun about that is whites and yellows have different ways of not being controlled. That's what's interesting. So the white way is they literally will go undercover. Like they'll, you can sit with a room of say three whites, three reds, three yellows, three blues, and you can say to them, okay, so we're going to go home and finish this piece. We're going to come back and report on it tomorrow. And I am telling you, the white personality can look straight at you and have no intention of going and do it. I always call that the glazed look. Like it's not cocaine. It's the white saying, I hear you. I'm not doing it. <laughs> and because you're not really paying attention, you think they, they got the message. And then you're furious when they don't do it. So pay attention to body language with the white. Always be looking to see if they're really in. In fact, I make them say something to me. I want to hear you tell me what you're going to do or not do. Because otherwise, I get frustrated the next day. I'm thinking they heard me. They didn't. They agreed. Why didn't they do it? Does that make sense? Well, so that silently stubborn thing is like looking at you. That glazed look is like, uh, you can talk all you want, doc. I'm One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. I think I shared that story. I just recently had a young man that I was working with for three years. He didn't do his schoolwork. He's got a blue mom and a red dad, and they're beside themselves. They cannot figure out. He's a gamer. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he wants to game all the time. And they're saying, but you've got to go to school as well. You have to have a secondary as well. So finally, he um, says, fine, and never does it. Three years, right? So he comes to my office and he just said, this is um, ridiculous. There's no point to this. It is pointless to meet with you. I said, I couldn't agree more. It doesn't make any sense. You're costing your parents money. You're wasting my time. And it's irritating you. And so let's <laughs> just not do it anymore. 
And he's like, what? Like, okay. Okay. So we're good. So I'll see you in a month and we'll talk about how you're doing. And he was like, what? Really? Like, like he won. That's what he was saying. I, re- I can't believe this. You're not going to beat me up. And I said, no, no, I agree with you. It's pointless to do what you don't want to do. So then what happened was he came back and he was doing for the first time his work. And I said, what changed? He goes, you know what? My dad has bribed me for years. I can't stand being bribed and manipulated. Even though his dad meant well, the white was saying that that irritated me. And my blue Mm -hmm. mom would lecture me with tears. Like, I care about you. I've worked so hard for you and do the guilt number. And so each Mm -hmm. of those were negative influences on him. So once we took all the power away and I said, it's all yours. That's fine. Enjoy yourself. You're a gamer. You're, you're, you know, that's what you're going to be in life and hope it works out for you. He's then able to kind of do his own thinking and like, well, it wouldn't really hurt me to do both. I have good parents. They've been very good to me. I have time that I could do school. As soon as it was put in his lap to make the decision, things changed overnight. So oh, I love that. it's hard to do that because you want to get like an agreement and a commitment, but you got to trust the white to kind of find their way and they'll find it in their own way. Like water, water always finds its way somewhere. That's what it will do. Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, but, and you're also looking at that, the, the impatience of our world and our, uh, yeah, you good. know, th- that timeliness of everything that has to happen, Yeah, you know, I mean, schedules and school, everything is on a, yeah, I get it. You have to, right. You have to be productive. You have to turn things in on time. You have to get stuff done. Yep. Um, and so what you're talking about is a really kind of a, a, a sacred spot of letting people get there on their own. Yep. And, and, just, and, and, and when being kind about it, like you can say to yes. somebody, so what's going on? Like what, how was your day this morning? That kind of thing, as opposed to, I told you to be here on time. You weren't here. That's a negative kind of bite again. And people yes. justify it by saying, but it's true. He's messing up my life. That is probably accurate. But a white really responds well to someone saying, so how you doing what's going on? I always say, if you want to build a relationship with a white, watch the grass grow with him. Just watch things evolve. <laughs> and people are like, I don't have time to watch grass grow. Okay, I'm just telling you. But whites are not weak. Like they, you can be very direct with a white. Just don't lecture them with emotion. Okay. Don't express right, hostility. Those do not work. Direct feedback does. That's really good because like when you talk about that, that need, like as you're talking about, why don't you expand on that just a little bit, T, because I think that's so important. Like, the needs in wants, especially for a white personality, because yes. I don't think it's always evident. Well, whites need space. Like, honestly, they, the worst thing a white has is a boss standing over their shoulder. They, they, mm-hmm. they can't stand that. They don't want like a blue to be appreciated. They don't want um, to be guided. They don't want mm-hmm. uh, the power. They don't want any of that stuff. What they want mm-hmm. is their own space to do their own thing independently to find their way. Mm-hmm. And they can't feel good inside until they have that space. So even like you send a white to their room, they'll stay for a month. They're thrilled to be in the room. That's not a problem for them at all. <laughs> they like their own company, right? The worst thing for a white is to be forced into a social connection or to have to engage people or to have to discuss what's going on. That's the conflict they, they just struggle with terribly. So, and the other thing that's funny about whites, you know how huh. reds want to be respected? So do whites. Yes. Whites want your respect. And so if you can provide that for them with an incentive, like here's how it would look for me to respect you without the 
guilt or the negative emotion, they're far more likely to listen to you. Oh my gosh. I'm like, my head's exploding right now. I, I, I will, I will tell you that my mother, my 94 year old white, mm. like probably 97% white wow. personality yeah. mom last, uh, probably, I don't know. It was like six months ago. No, almost a year now, a year ago, uh, moved in with my blue sister. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, but you're talking about this, but this was like real life. Yes, and I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure what you just said. Like, go to your room for a month. Yeah, I'm going to tell my sister send mom to her room for a month, and she'll be so happy. She'll be thrilled. Like that's she'll be the thrilled. best. But don't expect them to engage. Like, be grateful and appreciative and exp- effusive with their comments. That's not a white. That's not how they operate. They, they're very, they're actually pretty uncomfortable with emotions. They're much more comfortable intellectually, to be honest with you. Okay. That's really good. So, and, and one of the reasons they're so diplomatic is I love white's lack of ego. Like they really don't care if people have different opinions, like the conflict that's going on, especially like in America today, this constant hostility back and forth. Whites don't live in that world. They're like, I can see both perspectives. In fact, I've often had blue parents get angry because a white child says no i see both perspectives both yours and dad's or yours and mom's and the the blue is saying no no you have to agree with me and the white's <laughs> saying no i actually can see both and i think whites one of their great gifts that i love about them is their ability to kind of see all sides of things their clarity is unbelievable when i speak i'm always telling people the reds the blues and the yellows you'll all leave this place and critique every one of you I loved it. This was great. I'm so glad he said that. That was weird. I don't know what was going on with him when he said that thing. But whites won't do any critiquing. They will simply describe what I did. And that's how they see life. They simply look at it like an observer. And that's amazing how they can, I guess they don't flap their lips all the time. They're able to see things that others of us don't see, can't see. So if wow. you if you look so at those needed right now, oh my gosh, it's a it's a gift to have. Yeah, we could use more yes. of that right now. In fact, Absolutely. I often say there's always room at the table for another white. There's always room because they don't demand time and attention. Yeah, you know. Yes. Now the sad thing is, just as wonderful, like I think of whites as a gentle breeze on a summer day. That's how I see them. Mm-hmm. They just add to in a very quiet helpful way. But when you're an unhealthy white, it's like, where, what's the point? Like what, what, what are you bringing to anybody? You don't offer much and you just block, you just get in the way of things. And if in, in EQ, emotional intelligence, one of the five pillars is motivation. Mm -hmm. And if anyone has ever worked with an unmotivated white, they have been in hell. They've experienced what it's like to be there. Because you can't motivate them. There's no, nothing that will motivate them until they choose to be motivated themselves. So you've got this incredibly warm, accepting, um, wonderful white personality that can become so dark if they get stuck in negative, uh, unmotivated, um, stuck within them, their own head. That's, that's when you get into trouble, right? So I, I'm thinking about some of the limitations with whites. Let's talk about indecisiveness, <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. If you have a white child, you don't ever say, what would you like to wear tomorrow? No, you put two things out there. Say, pick which one you want. Do not give them carte blanche. I was, I was speaking and this woman was a yellow, married to a white, 
She said, I've got to stop you right now. I said, okay, what's going on? She goes, my husband, who's white, just called me from another town in another state today and said, where do you think I should go for lunch? She, she, she was like, wait, you're calling me in another state to ask you that? What's around you? <laughs> well, it's so good. You know, I have to talk, just like, like illustrating what you're saying is my whole life was my red dad asking my, my white mother, you know, what, where do you want to go for dinner? Where yeah. do you want to go for dinner? Yes. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Well, and he would push her and push her and she would finally say, let's go to Taco Bell. And inevitably, what, guess what he would say? Not, uh, no, not going there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's so true. When they finally say something, the person says, Nope, not I not going there. I don't want to go to Taco Bell. Oh my God. Well, you know what's funny about that? I did not realize because I love to eat. I had no idea that a white really doesn't care where they go. I mean, how could that be? Like a taco and enchilada. Are they the same? Come on. But a white said to me, you don't get it. I would rather you not push me than allow me just to be. And I said, really? You'd rather go wherever I want to go? A hundred percent. By you forcing me to decide that's worse than wherever you could take me. Isn't that funny? So. Something that's interesting because it feels like I don't care, like they really don't care, but there's this weird kind of um, lack of sharedness. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like lack of shared feelings. Like yeah. uh, that inclusiveness with the blue it much and yellow, I mean, yellow, because yellow is like inclusive. They inclusion. do. They do. And whites are like, I don't care. Right. That's, I think, what bugs me the most. It's like, what do you mean you don't care? Yeah. How can you not care? <laughs> Well, that's that makes a, me feel on the outside. Yeah. Sometimes. Like other colors can feel on the outside. I, so I love that. What a great insight. It's very true. I don't think whites realize how they can prevent people from feeling comfortable around them because they don't share their feelings. In, in fact, it's so funny. This one woman who's a blue married to a white and she goes, my husband is so white. He's like the wallpaper. And then she goes, no, no. He's like the paste behind the wallpaper. <laughs> And I'm like, I mean, I, the frustration when you want to talk and they don't want to talk, it's just a nightmare. You're like, come yeah. on, speak up, say yeah. something. But yeah, they don't really want to. They really don't care. Or so you've always, go ahead. I'm go, no, go on. No, go on. No, I was going to say, you said, you said a couple of limitations. So I think that, but I think it's important because for you, um, you have taught us that the reds kind of the biggest limitation for red is selfish yep. for blue. It's unrealistic expectation. We talked about that last week. Yep. What is the white one? Taylor self-doubt. They self-doubt. don't realize how good they are. It's, it's between that and, and the silently stubborn. Like when I really? talk about clean and dirty motives, so a clean motive enhances your life and my life, a dirty yeah. motive. I'm going to win at your expense. A dirty motive could be you win at my expense. Or the favorite for whites is, oh, you think I'm going to lose? Well, so are you. You're going down too. And so lose, lose, right? So that's that silent stubbornness. Rather than engaging, like you said, they don't talk about it. They won't reveal. They don't share. They will just go down with the ship and you're on the ship too. And that's painful. But I've seen it many, many times in relationships. So I think those two. 
do they do that because of that um, that peace and, and fear of conflict? Thing yes. Also, I mean, it's like that part of it. Yeah, I think Amelia Earhart is one that said, "Courage is the price you pay for peace," and that's a big one for whites. Do you have the courage oh. to speak your truth in order to gain peace, or are you going to die a thousand deaths by not ever speaking your truth? And I do think a lot of whites will tell you that I missed my opportunities in life. I was so busy defending rather than being proactive. And that's right. that's a tragedy for a white life. That tied to the fact, see, here we go with the egolessness. I love their egolessness. Right. Now that's the positive. The negative is the self-doubt. I'm not sure I'm worthy of it. I'm not sure I'm good enough. And that keeps them or it prevents them from achieving things they're very capable of doing. Uh, so that's, it's it's kind of a and it's funny the oxymorons to me the strengths and limitations they're so much yeah. a part of each personality right and which one ever you play to is going to dictate what kind of a white you are healthy or unhealthy. Well, I think what the door you just opened for me actually is that you know it's not it's not wrong to want these things from a white. It's okay to feel the way I'm feeling. Like come on, right? But but like how I do it is really critical. <laughs> well, what a great point. White. No, you're not wrong at all for wanting a shared energy about something. Right. But you're right. If you go about it in a way that makes them feel the need to pull back, to hide, you'll not get your needs met. Nor will they, by the way. But if right. you can do it with a kindness and a patience, um, it's it's amazing the impact you can have. And they'll get off their dime. Truly, they will move on and let it go. And by the way, whites need direction they they need someone to give them some ideas like because they get overwhelmed they really do get overwhelmed so it's not a bad thing to give them some structure like what were what works best for you would you do this or that but don't just give them carte blanche don't just say what do you think works for you they have no idea and then they feel even worse because they have nothing to say so give them some uh, some options some ideas it's funny when someone says, like, what's a career that a white could do? Well, they're actually excellent at research or mm -hmm. doing things on their own, like private kinds of like park rangers, that kind of thing. Very independent mm -hmm. truck drivers, whatever. And on the other hand, they're excellent, like in, as lawyers, because in the in the courtroom is not necessarily where most lawyers spend their time. They're very good at finding figuring things out. They can be very bright and put uh, two dots together very well intellectually. It's one of their strengths, actually. Or police officers, wow. right? They're, they are peace officers. I mean, that's what whites do bring, is how can we calm things down? They're excellent diplomats. They can work you know, internationally very comfortably because they don't have a judgment on your culture is not as good as mine or your culture is better than mine. They don't have that mindset. It's more like we're just Have different. we had a white president? We have. Jimmy Carter was definitely a white president. And I, th I think I'm not sure about um, George Bush, the senior, he was either white or red. Barbara was definitely a blue, um, but he, yeah. but, but, but Jimmy Carter was um, a classic white. I mean, so white. and even to this day into his nineties, teaching Sunday school, building habitat for humanity, you know, giving back and Rosalind, his wife is a red, which by the way, is a very common blend. Whites can actually, they do well actually marrying anybody. Um, mm -hmm. blue or red, not so, not so good with white because white, white, who's going to get the marriage license. Right. Um, <laughs> but there are white yellows that also, they, they do very well. The problem in the white yellow is typically the yellow then becomes more red. Someone's got to lead the organization. 
get things done. So I've had many yellows say to me, you know what, I've lost my spontaneity and fun because I'm being so, I have to direct the traffic, which is not really what I wanted to do, but someone has to. So. Oh, so good. So these different, so when you're talking like, like um, um, in a relationship, this color could push other colors. So there's pushes in other colors. So, yes. All right. You're not, you're not going to make a decision. We're not going to fight about right. this. Fine, I'm just going to go do it. Right, right. Because they okay. won't fight about it. But it's one of the reasons, for example, middle management. Whites are so good at that because they really don't have the ego that says, I have to be the top dog. And they're very comfortable understanding the needs of people beneath them. They, they're really very good in that kind of middle role as well. But in a relationship where there's just like a white and a yellow, somebody's got to take mm -hmm. the leadership. It typically is the yellow because they're more assertive, more engaging. Right. 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 Gosh, so, so yeah, so, so talk about, um, I would love to hear you talk a little bit about when a, if you're looking at a white, how to provide them when you're talking about, you know, gentleness and kindness, is that just silence, Taylor? Because as you're talking, I'm like, okay, how do I do that? Yeah. Really? I mean, how do you do it? Because you're a therapist. How do you do that for a white? Yeah, you, first of all, you have to bring the tone down. You can't just be in their face. That is so unproductive okay. for a white. And, and you mentioned the word over, overwhelmed. It overwhelms yes. them. They, they can't move that quick in their mind. In fact, blues and whites will always say, I know the perfect thing to tell you, but it's a day late. I couldn't figure it out at the time. <laughs> so if you're engaging a white and you're pushing an agenda, you're thinking they're with you in terms of banter back and forth. No, they're not. Yeah. They want to go home and research it. They want to look it up online. They want to think about it, and then they'll give you your feedback. So when you're engaging a white, take it down a few notches. Don't be so intense. And number two, okay. they're great with laughter. Like whites are very cool as long as you are being with them and not against them. So in inviting them in by being able to laugh at things and, and you know, say, yes, that is kind of ridiculous, isn't it? And I can't believe I did said what I said. Those kinds of things disarm a white. As a, the worst thing you can do is emotional negativity. That is the absolute killer for white. They're not great with emotional emotion. Emotional negativity. Say right. that again. The absolute thing you can do for to, to it's kill a, killer. A, a relationship, it's a killer. Okay. Yep. Yep. Emotional negativity. Because what happens to a white when you do that? They, are, they shut down. They can't deal with that. That's unkind. They're overwhelmed. Unkindness. Got it. But it's beautiful when someone says to a white, have you ever thought about this? Or what do you think about this? They're not very curious, to be honest with you. They don't often ask those questions. But when they're mm -hmm. asked those questions, without expecting an answer. So mm -hmm. I, when I'm talking to a white, I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to, I want to know about this. Tell me about this. And then just shut up. Don't say, and I want to ask you this because here's what I'm asking. I really want to know why you do this. Because when you did that last time, it kind of bothered me. You ramble. You're getting into a mm -hmm. lecture. The white's gone. So just ask a point blank, genuine, curious question and let it sit with them. Give them license to think about it and not feel pressure to come up with it. Right? Mm -hmm. Very important. They really don't like to express that feeling, right? Nope. They don't do that? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. They're very comfortable not doing it. Whites live in their head, truly comfortable in their head. My goal is to coax them to come out because I'm telling you the gems whites can offer like at retreats that I would run, I am amazed, Kat. There are times when like 
a white will say something and no one even heard him. They're so quiet about it. And I'll go, what? And they'll say it again. And I'm like, that was like gold. Like what you just said was gold. And it's just like when they're witty, like I, I'm, when I'm funny and you don't get it, I say, no, that was funny. You missed it. Let's go do it again. <laughs> I want you to laugh with me. <laughs> and I want you to acknowledge it was funny, <laughs> but not whites. Whites are so witty and they'll say things and no one gets it and they, they don't care. They move on. It doesn't even bother them. So that's, that's similar with whites. You just have to understand that they have a, they earn their head and just coax them out by saying, you know, tell me about that and let it go. Don't keep saying lecturing to them. Okay. So, so keep it short. And then, and then is it a, like, a, is it like, is it easier to get to them through different like mediums? Like, can you like write to them or, you know, email, I guess emails writing, you know, send them a, a message, not direct talking. Does that help them? Yeah, or no? it does. It does. Okay. Uh, it's a great okay. question because you're, you're putting it on their turf where they can actually think about it. But the problem is you got to kind of coax them to give you a response. Like a lot of times whites won't even respond. So you have to be able to say even to them. Like a written letter. Yes. Like, did right. you, did you get my letter? <laughs> that kind <laughs> exactly. of thing. But, but that you can almost expect that from a white. They're not typically the ones that are first to pounce on something. You just can't do it with anger or lecture. You have to be able to say, just wondering if you got that. Um, and th they'll respond to kindness that way. And writing is a good one because they don't have to think on their feet, which is better for them. They'd rather think about it and then come to the table. So, okay, good. and the ones that I've seen good, that are good, good. most successful with, white, with whites are people that actually don't need to control them, that are comfortable with, you know what, I'm going to make a decision here. I'd like your input. Um, it's, it's your call. And oftentimes a white will say, I didn't care. I, I trust you. Thanks for not making a big deal out of it. Or they'll say, I really would like to do this. Now, if like with your mom and dad, if the answer is always mm -hmm. like, well, that's a dumb answer then the white will just shut up. They're, they won't fi fight for their turf. I would fight for my turf, but they would not do that. So that's on you. If you, don't, if you can't allow them to either not care um, or give you feedback that you have to then kind of accept, you shouldn't yeah. ask them. Gosh, that's, that's good. You know, this is, this is for a yellow, my core yellow. It does get a little complicated because you do lose your way when you're not getting some of those signals as a yellow eye do anyway. You do. Like, well, you, yeah. oh, what, do, what do I do with this person? <laughs> they're, they're, I think the most difficult to really get because they don't give you many hints. They really don't. And you have to really listen with a white and you coax them with kindness. You can't coax them with demands or, uh, you know, negativity. You just got to be able to coax them with. So, so what was the worst part about that today for you? And, oh, yeah, I can understand that because of what happened with this. Instead of saying, well, that was on you. Why didn't you do this? You can't be jumping and pouncing on them. You got to give it time to breathe, kind of open up and come to the table. And, and again, when you don't understand something, just say, would you just explain that to me so I understand that better? If you say that and then you explain how you think they were thinking, you lost them again. Don't just shut up. Say it and listen. Just listen. Do what they do. They listen so well. They're always like listening. Yes. Right? That's so true. Just shut up. Yeah. I need to write that and put it on my mirror. <laughs> Just shut up on a post-it. And, it well, is. okay, so here's another one. You have to accept the fact that they don't necessarily have to talk. Like, I, I'll never forget the time my wife, who's very blue, is taking my white daughter to California. 
So they're living, in, we're living in Utah, but we had moved from California and she was younger. Um, I think middle school maybe or younger. And so my wife said, who's always talking, right? Engaging them. She said, I'm not going to talk the entire time. I am honestly, I'm just going to let until Summer says something, I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> so they get on the airplane, they fly to Southern California. They go to the, the orthodontist to do the braces. They get on yeah. the plane, they come back to um, Salt Lake City. And as they're driving out of the airport, my wife says, Summer, what's wrong? <laughs> she says, what do you mean what's wrong? Nothing's wrong. She goes, you have not said a word to me the entire time. <laughs> and Summer's, no, she, she couldn't. She couldn't do it. And she knew she was mad, right? And Summer goes, I'm not mad. I had nothing to say. I thought we were having a great time. <laughs> it's a great trip. <laughs> So, so if you're expecting that a white has to communicate to show you that they're having a good time, you're at the wrong party. It's not going to happen that way. It's funny because you do, when you say that, just shut up. It's like, and it's not shut up for 10 seconds. No, Good point. You know, it's like, shut up until they talk. <laughs> it's exactly right. It feels like, you know, 43 days. That's you're exactly like, And they're right? remember they're looking to see whether you're trying to manipulate them, bribe them, control them, own them. Oh. That's where they're coming from because they they are in a defense posture, not an offense posture. See, reds and blues tend to have offense as a, a orientation, whereas whites have a defense as an orientation. Like I have this one guy who's really, really very good at huh. soccer, and he said to me, "I will never ever promote myself, but if you think you can beat me." in my game, good luck. And I thought, wow, that was very telling. So he doesn't impose himself, but if someone thinks they can take him down on his turf, he said, it's not gonna happen. Very strong in terms wow. of defense. Yeah. And, and I think it's- I love that. It's really cool to appreciate that strength that whites have. Like they, they honestly, I think most people don't appreciate how resilient they are at just kind of going through life. You know, they just, they manage life boring routine very, very well, much better than most other colors. I thought, I find hmm. I used to think, for example, Russia was a, um, a red country. And then I yeah. realized if you look historically at Russia, they have red leadership, but the white people are very, very white. They're tenacious heads down. They, they win their wars by just pulling back. And like they, they wear you out is what they do. Um, they, 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 that's how they survive. The Swiss, for example, very white nation. They never mm -hmm. start the war, but they're counting all the money when it's over. I mean, that's a white kind of thing. <laughs> they don't make it about them, but they do take care of themselves. So I, I find whites much more capable. I know a lot of white guys who are just like, put them in the outback, they're fine. They'll do better than most any other color. Because they don't need any praise. They don't need any dialogue. They've been processing and thinking about it all the time. And they're comfortable in their own skin. So that it's a really a nice gift that they have. Wow. Just so 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 good. And, and again, so clear. Um, and, and dragging back, you know, going back to what you said at the beginning is that they, that so many of um, the things that, that are used misinterpret this. And the clarity on this for what you're talking about, you know, as with the white are clear, but the clarity that you're talking about, which is 
the biggest words that came out is just like ask, listen, uh, uh, relax into it. And so I really like, you know, what you painted today. And I've been, you know, you know, you and I've been working together for a while. I just have to remember that. That's the other thing about this. That's a good point. You just always learn a little, little more dynamic every time you talk about or experience or go through it. Right. And um, that's what's so powerful about the color code Taylor. It's just every time you pick up something and look at it, you go, oh, yeah, Yeah. I'm going to start engaging that piece of this. You know, it, from it, this point it's on. so simple, but it's so deep. Like it, it's yeah. not like it's rocket science to get it, but boy, I'm telling you, if you want to apply it in your life, uh, well, we talk about like get yourself, get truth, get over yes. yourself. You yes. got to get over yourself to get whites. You can't, if, yes. you, if you're stuck on you, you cannot get them. Right. I do want to share just before we quit my yes. list of what makes you hot and what makes you not as a white. Yes. Cause I yes. like this. So what makes you hot is you see things clearly and objectively. You listen without judgment. Mm-hmm. You are adaptable and calm under pressure. You accept diversity and make others feel comfortable and you bring the gift of kindness on the dark mm-hmm. side. You are emotionally dishonest and rarely express emotional vulnerability. You are notoriously indecisive. You have serious conflict avoidance issues. You can be lazy and you are silently stubborn and can be very passive aggressive. So pick your poison. You want to be a healthy white or an unhealthy white. And that will lead the direction your life's going to live. It was fun today. So good. Just really fun. Hey, uh, tell people um, again, um, for those that are listening that haven't had the, haven't gone in and taken the profile. Um, oh, great. Let's just talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Where so, do you want them to go? Yeah. You want to, you really do want to know in what you think you are, right? Versus yes. what other people tell you you are. So, there's a great yes. report you'd get. You go to taylorhartman.com. So, taylorhartman.com and take the profile, and you'll hear about lots of new things that are happening. And plus, you can also follow us on Instagram at Hartman Personality, and people get uh, questions answered every week, and they get new posts every week. So, it'll keep you current. Great. It was fun. One more time. Next Great. week, we talk about the yellows, and you and I ought to have a blast uh, because that's you and I. So. <laughs> that's you and I. Okay. Taylor, great job. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Great to talk to you. All right. Thanks. Have a good Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, Color Code family. It's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the people code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up. And you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.